Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn with me, if you would, to the book of 1 Corinthians. We're going to go to chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 13. And the Bible says, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in mine own name. And I baptized also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Father, in the next few moments here today, Lord, this morning I ask you, Lord, to just use me as a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost, the author of this word. Give us the spiritual ears, Lord, to hear your voice in this word, Father. Give us the spiritual eyes to see the path as you lay it out before us. And, Lord, we ask that you give us the godly wisdom to walk in that path. And we thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. The title of the message today is, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Amen. Terms I'm certain every one of you are very familiar with. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Verse 18 here says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Now we know this in its proper context is not somebody declaring that they're saved at that particular moment. Because... According to the Bible I have, you're not saved until it's over. Amen. You may be living in a state of salvation. You may be living in a saved state. But until you've breathed your last breath here or that trumpet is sound and you've left this earth, no one can say with the word past tense, in the past tense form, that they are saved. They may be living in a state of salvation. You may be walking a life in, in, in such a state that if God came at this moment, you may go home with Him, amen, and He may take you home, and you may be in a, uh, a, a state of readiness to meet Him. But... That is a very dangerous word. And people use scriptures like this not discerning or rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. It's not talking about past tense perishing. It's talking about to those that will perish. It will be because the preaching of the cross was foolishness to them. So those people that will eventually perish, it's not talking about them as if they have already been dead or that they have no chance either. 
they have a chance to, listen, this walk used to be foolishness with you too. And you were these people here that it's talking about. See, people out there think that the, the, the preaching of the cross, uh, well, wait a minute now, we preach the cross and him Christ crucified and all that. You don't believe in what happened at that cross. You don't truly believe till you get into this walk because there's more to it than just Jesus hanging on a tree, a man hanging on a tree shedding his blood and everybody was saved. There's more that happened right there, and until you, until you accept the rest of the story and understand and have the true understanding and revelation of that whole situation, you are not a believer of the cross. You are not a believer of what really happened at Calvary. Amen. This doctrine is founded upon what happened at Calvary. And so if you don't believe in this doctrine, you truly are not a believer of what happened at Calvary. Because that blood that was shed was a way that was made for you, but it's up to you to enter into that. You must apply the blood. You must wash your robe in that blood of the Lamb. So, it's no different than, uh, uh, than anybody out there professing salvation or professing that they know Jesus. Those are the same ones that's also going to be saying, but Lord, we did many wonderful works and we did this and this and this. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You see? Now, let me tell you something, folks. That's talking about Jesus' name, baptism. There ain't no way to slice it because he said, I never knew you. I never knew you. They had the Holy Ghost because they were casting out devils. They were doing miracles, performing miracles. They had the Holy Ghost. But they, he said, I never knew you. That means that word knew is talking about that intimate relationship, talking about the cutting of the covenant. It's talking about marriage. It's talking about the consummation of the covenant. I never knew you. Adam knew his wife Eve and brought forth a son. That's what it's talking about. He never cut the covenant with you. There was no blood applied to that covenant. You don't get the blood from that cross without the name of Jesus. And you don't just speak the name of Jesus and everything, everything works for you. Oh, no. There's a lot more to that. The Bible says study to show thyself approved unto God. Amen. The Bible says that in this, in this Bible right here, are the issues of life. Out of it. He said, write this word on your heart. Praise God. Keep it there because out of it are the issues of life. The issues that give you life. Amen. The issues of life. Praise God. Now, Okay, so it says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish, or that will perish, foolishness. But unto us which will be saved, it's, it says are saved, but unto us which are saved, that means unto us to which, which will be saved at that time, which are saved at that time, 
Because it's talking about the end here. It's talking about the end. No, just like I was saying a while ago, you, this walk used to be foolishness with you. You know what? Really, it was foolishness with you like it is with most other people. You knew it was right. You knew it was right. You saw the power. You could see the countenance on people's face. You could see. Now, they take a few little Mickey Mouse guys out there that's acting crazy and, and, and acting like an idiot, and they use them and they stick them out front to make them look silly and make the whole thing look crazy. But when you see the real goings-on of Pentecostal services, man, you can feel something in that. And it ain't just some hair standing up on your arm, man, because there's some great musicians. You feel something. You know when you have felt the move uh, in you from the message or from the word or from the atmosphere of where the Holy Ghost truly is. I don't care who you are. You can feel it. You can feel And you know what? If you rebel against it, you can feel that troubling in your spirit. You can feel that troubling. You know, you know. You may not have wanted to put them pants down. You may not have wanted to put them, uh, put that makeup off. You may not have wanted to do that, but you knew it. You knew there was something to this. But you know what you was wanting? You wanted this without that. Hey, huh, we listen. We'll eat our own bread. <laughs> we'll wear our own apparel. Uh, only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. It's exactly, exactly what that scripture means. See how wrong you were. See how silly that was now. But see, it's because, it's because you've come from that. You were given talents according to your several ability. It ain't got nothing to do with singing and all that. It's got, that's what it has to do with. And then when the other people say, well, I'm gonna, I don't want to, I'm going to wear makeup and I'll be... And you know what? You can look back and say, you know, I was just like you. Man, I was Sally Makeup. I was, man, I was, I was, uh, they called me, they called me uh, uh, STJ, skin-tight jeans. That's what they called me. I was a jean factory, you know, whatever. And I thought the same way you did. But I have never in my life had such a great time as since I turned that loose and grabbed a hold of this with everything I got. Ain't it, ain't it good? Ain't it good? I mean, isn't it good? Praise God. Until you grab a hold of this thing, you're just dabbling it in. Man, I mean, there ain't nothing like jumping in just doing the backstroke in it. Praise God. I just get all in it. Amen. But see, when they're standing on the outside like that, it does not matter what they call themselves or how they think they've got it. They don't have it. They don't have it. And so it is to them foolishness. Because I'm going to tell you something. This is the message of the cross right here. This walk is the message of the cross. The doctrine of the apostles is the message of the cross. You can't take the cross and pull it out from the apostles' doctrine and preach it. You cannot just preach Christ and Him crucified. They're not preaching Christ if they're not preaching the doctrine of the apostles because He's the chief cornerstone of this doctrine. He's the cornerstone of this message. Of this word, this work, this church. 
There was all kind of churches in too. But there was only one church that followed the doctrine of the apostles, and that was the Christian church. From that, 400 things spun off. Everybody wanted their own doctrine. Everybody wanted to add a little, take a little away. They wanted to add a little, make it easier on people, take a little away to make it easier on people. They wanted to mingle some of the law with this and that and the other. They wanted to change things, make it their own. And then they wanted to put their name on it. See? The Bible says, But unto us which are saved, Okay, Sister Sister Sharon, give me Matthew ten twenty two. Sister Erica, give me Matthew twenty four thirteen. Unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. What is the power of God? Sister Tara, what is the power of God right there? For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but, us, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. What is the power of God? Go back up through there and look through that. That's right. That's what's power to us. It's the preaching of the cross. It's the message of Jesus. It's power to us. What is its power of? It's the power to save. It's the power of salvation. Amen. Okay, who's got 10.22 now, unto us which are saved? Go ahead, Sister Sharon. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Matthew 24.13, come on. The same shall be saved. Amen. See that? Okay, that's enduring unto the end. So that's what that's where it happens. At the end. That's where salvation happens, is at the end. Amen. It don't matter. It don't matter how you live. It does matter, but I mean, it's how you finish that's going to make the difference. Be ye not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap, if you faint not. Amen. Okay. So, 19 says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Okay, Brother Edward, give me Luke 10, 21. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Go ahead. Amen. See that now it says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Let me tell you something. All these people out there that's preaching and they got all these doctors of theology, God's going to bring that to nothing. And that's exactly what's going to happen when these people that are under them stand before God. It's going to come to nothing. It's that wonderful three meal a day they've been eating or, or two meals a week, whatever it is that they've been eating. And it may be a smorgasbord. It may be all kind of stuff. But, buddy, when they're standing before God, it ain't going to sustain them. Where is the wise, the Bible says? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Amen. For the Jews require sign. Notice here he's talked about the foolishness of preaching. Even preaching's foolishness with God, but he uses it as a means to reach his people. To save them that believe in what I'm preaching. For the Jews require sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified 
unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. See that? Are you with me right there? Sister Sister Erica, read that next script, uh, 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 verse right there. And everybody be quiet now. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I'm going to read 23, then you read 24. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews. We preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. Okay, go ahead, verse 24. Okay, everybody be quiet now. I want you to give me, give me the synopsis on that, sis. What are we talking about there? Okay. All right. Now, now here it says those that are called, and you read it there, those that are called both Jews and Greeks. So is that the people that are called Jews and Greeks? No. Those are the ones that are called, period. The Bible says, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, in other words, Jews and Greeks alike, those that are called. So let's get some scriptures on that, okay? Matthew twenty-two fourteen. Sister Brenda, go. Matthew twenty-two fourteen. Unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God, okay? Okay, so go ahead. Uh, uh, what's that say? Right. All right, see there, that's the called. So the, underline that word called right there, and you need to underline that word called to put that in proper context. You see what I mean? Sister Tara, 1 Corinthians 1.1. 1, 1. Just look back up there at the Scripture. It's the very first Scripture of the, title of the text today. Sosthenes, our brother. Okay, Paul, called to be an apostle. See that? He was called, amen, called by the Lord. The Bible says, hey, uh, many be called, few be chosen. Okay, First Peter two nine, Amen. First Peter two nine, uh, brother Edward, sister Sharon. First Peter two twenty one, sister, sister Regina. Acts sixteen ten. Honey, give me First Thessalonians four seven. Okay, come on with it. Yes, sir called you out of darkness see that into his marvelous light amen okay first peter 221 go even here unto were ye called this is what he's saying this is what you're called always read it in proper context even here unto were ye called okay he's saying this is what you're called to go ahead even here unto were ye called go ahead Amen. See, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Amen. This is what you were called to. He left us an example that what they were talking for, right, were talking about right before that, what Peter was talking about right before that, he said, even hereunto were ye called. Amen. Because Jesus was crucified and he left us an example that we should walk in his steps. We should follow his steps. Okay. 221, go. No, that was it. Okay. First Thessalonians 4 7. Who's got it? Come on. But unto holiness. God has not called us to uncleanness, but he's called us unto holiness is what it's saying. See that? But unto holiness. So we're called unto holiness. Okay. I mean, just I'm just saying. Help me out here. Does that look holy to you out there? Is there anything about that walk out there that looks holy to you? I'm talking about these other places called themselves churches. Does any of that mess look holy to you? 
You don't have to be in holiness to know that does not look holy. Okay. Who's got uh, Acts 16.10? Come on, Sister Regina. Come on with it. Macedonia. Yeah, we endeavor to go into Macedonia. Okay. Amen. Okay. After he'd seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, surely gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel. See that? Unto them. So called. Is, is it's a calling there. So back to the uh, back to that uh, verse 24 in our text here. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen? That's what they see it as. Now, because the foolishness of God, I mean, Brother, Brother Bain asked me about this scripture yesterday. He was asking me about this, or day before yesterday. And he said, what do you, what's your take on that? Well, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, nor many noble, not many noble are called. Okay, now, hear that scripture right there in verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. There is no weakness in God. There is no foolishness in God. The Bible says that he can't be tempted with evil. The Bible says that, uh, 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 that there is no shadow of turning, amen, in him, praise God. There is no darkness in him at all. Foolishness is darkness. Foolishness is shadow of turning. There is no foolishness in God. There's no weakness in God, amen. And so... What it's talking about is the things that man considers weakness in God. Oh, well, you know, they, they look at God and they, and they consider things to, to be weakness in God or they, they see things that don't agree with them. Their image of God, amen, their image of the things in God that uh, they don't like or whatever, uh, that they see as weakness uh, uh, in God, but they're not weakness in God. He said the weakness of God is stronger than man and the Foolishness with God is wiser. Foolishness of God is wiser than man. Amen. So every part, even even in people's uh, 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 mind, it, they work up these things in God. There is not any part of God that's not greater than man. Amen. And so there is none of that with God. Now, there, these are the same people that it's talking about right here. The same exact people God's declaring right here. These are the same people that went to the Lord and said, your ways are not equal. Over in Malachi, and when he said, and, and, and over in a, 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 some other places, Isaiah, he said, you say, my ways are not right. He said, are not your ways wrong? Are not my ways right and your ways wrong? Yet you say, my ways are unjust. He said, are not your ways unjust and my ways just? Those are the same ones that say there's weakness in God's uh, Word. There's, uh, 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 there's foolishness in God's Word. See, the Bible says right here, it says these things to certain people are foolishness and stumbling blocks. You see what I mean? Those are the ones that call that foolishness. That's foolishness. The foolishness with God is stronger than man. See? And, and the... Uh, uh, I mean, the foolishness of God uh, uh, is wiser than man, and the greatness, uh, uh, the weakness of God is stronger than man. See what I mean? So he's saying, even in your so-called weakness, I'm stronger than you. Even in your so-called foolishness, 
it's wiser than you'll ever attain to, buddy. <laughs> you know, and so that's what he's saying. Amen. Now, okay, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Can you say, I love my pastor? This is what it's talking about. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. That's my preaching versus false doctrine. That no flesh, here's the key, that no flesh should glory in His presence. That's why He uses a guy like me. Why? Why would He use a guy like me and give me this kind of understanding? Because I got some understanding, buddy. There ain't no question about it. God has given me some understanding in this word. Why did he choose a guy like me? A guy that didn't even graduate high school. It's because he wanted the glory. It was not going to be Dr. T. Wasn't going to be, well, oh man, I got 900 years of college and Oh man, they call me. They call me Doctor Love. And, you know, they call me Doctor Bible. You know, no, ain't gonna be none of that. He's gonna say, "Hey, okay, you remember this guy right here? It ain't no different than God choosing a man out of Galilee. He called his name Jesus, and he created him, brought him out of nothing. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? See that?" Can any good thing come of Nazareth? Man, what are you talking about? God come from Nazareth. <laughs> Amen. You better know something good come from Nazareth. But you know what? God got the glory. They saw that very man that they ran with, the very man that was just a, just a common Joe at that time, coming up as a kid. Those same kids saw that man raise the dead. They saw that man uh, uh, heal the sick. Caused the blinded eyes to see, formed eyes in sockets where there was none. He said, let me show you what God can do. Praise the Lamb of God. I'll show you what I can do. I can take this no-count loser right here, this alcoholic bum, this guy over here that's a lying, cheating, no-count, uh, a drinking, drunkard, dope-smoking, uh, uh, cussing, worthless vessel. I can make... I can make a, 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 a dead-raising, Holy Ghost-filled, devil-stomping child of God out of that man right there. I can save him, even from himself, his worst enemy. I can make him 
look like me. No way, man. No way. I can, you see that woman right over there? You see that woman right over there? I can take her. And I can make a holy woman of God out of her. No way, man. There ain't no way. <laughs> no way. You know what? Because that shows what God can do. It shows what God can do. He don't want to hear your wisdom and all that stuff. It's foolishness with God. Man, what are you, what are you trying to compare wisdom with God? Come on, man. Listen, try that nonsense with those people out there. They ain't got enough sense to follow an idiot like you to start with. But listen, God is the wisdom. And when he comes and says, watch this. That's what it's all about. That's why God picked somebody like me. Because he wanted people to know, if I can do it with that, guess what I can do with you? But, oh, well, dear God, my man, I remember that guy there, my Lord of mercy. Man, that was a drinkingest, cussingest, crazy maniac. I said, man, that guy, oh, no way, no way. Yeah, when they see it, he, hey, see it's believing. Let your light shine. And you know what? Man, you're talking about a testimony. When them people that knew you, see you, whether you ever see them again, they'll hear. They'll hear about it. And God will make a way for you to be seen some kind of way. They may see you on TV. They may see, they may see you on the website. Who knows? They, may, they're gonna, they ain't going to believe it. Oh, my God. What? The, what? What? They ain't going to never know it. They ain't going to never, I mean, ain't going to believe it. But God will say, see what I can do? See what I can do? Let me, let me see what I can do with you. That's what it's all about. Amen. God ain't going to share his glory. That no flesh, verse 29, should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech. Notice what Paul says here. Or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He didn't say, I didn't come up here declaring what a genius I was in this new doctrine. He said, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Praise God. Now you're getting down to the meat of it. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Brother Edward, give me Ephesians 3.20. Now, Sister Sharon, give me Isaiah 31.1. Honey, give me Zechariah 4.6. 
Now, that your faith should not stand in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Listen, there ain't nothing about my wisdom going to get you home. Man's wisdom is foolishness with God. Nothing about my wisdom will get you home. Amen. I might have some wisdom that will help you avoid a few crises in your life because of the things I've been through. Some of you that's younger, some of you might have not been through some of the things I can. I can save you some heartaches just by some of the things I've learned through life. You know, I can help young people to, to avoid a lot of expense. I can help young people avoid a lot of uh, illnesses and things like that. You know what? Here's a, here's a sample of wisdom that I, I, I got the hard way. Don't ever smoke cigarettes. Here's some wisdom I got the hard way. Stay the heck away from alcohol. Don't go nowhere near it. Amen. Here's some other wisdom I got. Stay away from drugs. They're a, they're a hole. Man, they are a void. Listen, stay away from illicit sex. That is, a, that is death. That is hell. I mean, the, listen, the Bible tells you that, that that lays hold on hell. And it's a fact. There's a lot of things I can tell you because of wisdom that I've obtained through the years. But that kind of stuff is not the wisdom that's going to get you home. It may help you live a longer life in this physical body, but that stuff's not the stuff that's going to get you home. I can tell you the wisdom of God, which is in this book right here, hallelujah, that's what's going to get you home. Praise God. Who's got that next scripture? Come on. Unto Him. Who's that? That's Jesus that's able to do exceeding abundantly that above all we ask or think, According to the power that what worketh in us, Amen. It's on you. It's on you. When you get to heaven, don't say, "But Jesus, but Jesus, you didn't, but you didn't, uh, but God, now you didn't." Uh, oh no, uh-uh, there ain't gonna be none of that. I guarantee you, don't, you're not gonna point the finger at Jesus, because I'm gonna tell you, you was in America. If there's anybody in the world that had what they need to make it, it's here in America. I guarantee you, you're the most blessed country in the entire world, man. You're more blessed than Israel. You're more blessed than any country in the world. You have this. And it used to be thick in this country. This world's the one trashed it and throwed it underfoot. There ain't going to be no excuse in this land, I guarantee you. There ain't going to be no excuse here. Come on, who's got that next scripture? Isaiah 31.1. You notice what it said there? Because of horsemen. Because they are many. Do you know how many people are in a church today because of how many people's in the church? Do you know how many people go to a church because there's so many people in the church? There used to be a place in Tennessee. They had a commercial on all the time. It's a, it's a place that's been there a long time. A lot of the stars have played there through years, you know. And, and it's, it's, it's right downtown off 2nd Avenue. It's called the Stockyard. It's a steakhouse, but they always have live entertainment. It's just a little small live entertainment in there. But uh, they, you know... But, but the stockyard's a big, fancy steakhouse. costs big money to eat in there and all that kind of stuff. So, the, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the people from music business and things go there and stuff like that. So the commercial was, you want to be seen at the stockyard, want to be seen at the stockyard. You know, uh, it's just a big thing about people wanting to be seen there and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a status symbol. So it means status quo, keeping up with the status quo. Ain't no different in some of these churches. They go there to parade themselves, their outfits, and parade themselves, and they pull up in their Ferrari and 
and you know, and and they go and they and, and they got their little cliques sitting in this different situ- sections, and all don't know none of them don't know each other. I mean, it's it's it, you know, some of these places are so big, and that's what the draw is. And then they go and they hear the smooth message, and that you're saved, everybody's saved, we're all saved, and it, 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 what good is that? What good is that? Said so putting your faith in horsemen, because there are many. Chariots, see. I'm going to tell you something. When your walk, when your walk needs me, I'm going to be there. That's a fact. There's not, I don't believe anybody in here that hadn't called me at one time or another. Needing prayer or, or about a situation. Needing counsel or whatever the situation may be. I'm going to be there for you. You may get an answering machine, but it ain't going to be very long. You're going to hear back from me. You don't have to have your people make an appointment with my people and all that kind of stuff. Amen, because I'm not a hireling. Even when this does become my living, and it will, I'm still, will never be a hireling. I'm not a hireling. God did not hire me. God appointed me. I am a chosen vessel of God, but I'm called to be an apostle, a teacher, and a preacher. That's my calling. God called me to this. Amen. And because he called me to this, amen, he has given me some things to work with. Some of that is he has opened my understanding to some of this word. Amen. And he, he gives me more and more all the time. And I praise him for that. But it ain't no wisdom of mine. God's the one opening and closes the eyes. Amen. It has to do with your hunger. And it has to do with your commitment, dedication, and all those things. It has to do with the heart. Amen. Now, so, he said that no flesh should glory. All right, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Okay, we went on down now. It says, and my, uh, uh, and it, I was with you in weakness. Go down to verse 4. No, we already went down past 5 here. Faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Who's got that next scripture? But by my spirit, saith the Lord. It ain't by, man, it ain't by my might. It ain't by my power. Amen. It's by the power that worketh in us, praise God. It's by the power of the Lord, praise God, unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And that power that worketh in us in this deal ain't got nothing to do with you. It's got to do with him. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, praise God. It's his spirit, his power. Amen. The battle's not ours. You're in trouble when you take that battle. You're in trouble. You're already done. You're already in trouble. These are things that are the... These are the real keys to the kingdom. These are the hidden treasures, man. Hallelujah. These are the hidden treasures, man. It's trying to get to the place where you quit trying to fight the battle yourself and say, what am I? Forget it. That ain't mine. I don't care. What are you talking about? That ain't my battle. That's God's battle. I'm with him. 
I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Boom, boom. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Boom. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. You know what my brother told me the day before yesterday when I was talking to him? September 16th of this year be two years, Sister Bain laid in that bed. September 16th. He didn't tell me that. I'll just never forget that day. That's the day. That's the day it happened, September 16th. And she ain't spoke a word. She can't eat herself. She's being tube fed, all those things. Bless her heart. But you know what? I know that hurts so bad. That hurts so bad. But you know what Brother Bain said? He said, he said, Brother Hoffman, he said, uh, he said, hey, I've never questioned God over that. Never questioned. Never questioned God. He said, I don't understand it, but he said, who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Your questions in your mind? Or are you going to believe God? You're going to believe the Word of God. He said, doesn't the Word of God say all things work together for good? He says, well then, how can I question God? How can I question God? That's what you need. That's what you need in this life. You need faith like that. You need to stand on the Word of God like that, buddy. I'm going to tell you something, man. That's faith. That is faith. When your beautiful wife is laying there and you you haven't questioned God. I mean, David questioned God, man. Elijah questioned God. Elisha, all the disciples, man, questioned God. But when you get to the place where you don't question God because the Bible says all things work together for the good to them that love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. He said, I don't question God because all things work together for the good. He, I don't understand it, but God's got it. I mean, that to me is, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I just can't even wrap my mind around that. I just... That's what we're after, church. We are after that kind of walk. We are after that kind of faith, that kind of power with God, man. I'm going to tell you something, buddy. You're talking about somebody's going to be dancing streets of gold, man. When you master stuff like that, buddy, I'm going to tell you, you're walking in the inner circle. You're walking in the inner circle with God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lamb of God. Huh. I love that man. He's truly my friend. I love him. I just love him so much. What a man of God. What a man of God. And it's just such a blessing. Such a blessing to be his friend and He's such an inspiration to me. He inspires me to be a greater Christian. He inspires me to be a better pastor. He inspires me to be a better soldier. 
He inspires me. And I tell you, if God takes him, I'm going to sure miss that man. Not for long, because I'm going to be behind him.